when it's so incognito, like that's one of those <laughs> things where I just keep in my purse and like nobody really knows what you've got. So right. if you can't smoke or vape or anything <laughs> like that, you can just little have your Ripple product and nobody even knows. Right. Think about like as, as a, like a younger, like a younger us just trying to like sneak into a concert with either weed or a pipe or like the beer or something. <laughs> and now you can just like slip like a Ripple uh, packet or a quick stick or something like in your pocket. And nobody even knows. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I'm like, man, my life would have been so much easier back then. Uh, a lot less stressful. <laughs> for sure <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's for so sure funny. man i used to stuff dupe tubes in my shoes <laughs> yeah this is lit and lucid your after work de-stress smoke sesh podcast i'm your host lit and i'm your host lucid and we're gonna take you on a journey a journey to discover the truth and find the balance every week we get deep on those thought-provoking topics that ooze out of the cannabis universe but we also keep it real by illuminating important issues and people in today's culture so kick back Consume your favorite cannabis products and get cozy Cozy in the the Lit and Lucid lifestyle. Welcome, everybody, to the Lit and Lucid podcast. It's Thursday, and you know what that means, another episode of the show. Today, we have a very special guest on. You guys, a few weeks ago, we had the pleasure of doing an edibles tasting, which is one of the perks of the job. I mean, who gets to have an edibles tasting? Uh, We did it via Zoom with our friends at Stillwater Brands, which is probably likely a little bit more well-known to our Colorado friends as the Ripple Products. Uh, Today, we have Drew Hathaway. He is a senior food scientist at Stillwater Brands, as well as his sister company, Caliper Foods. He's here to chat with us today more about the R&D process for creating their water-soluble products. So with that, welcome, Drew. Thanks for hanging with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Looking forward to talking. Totally. So, So you are a food scientist, man, and that sounds pretty legit. So I'm curious, though, like, did you ever think you're going to end up in cannabis with, you know, uh, you know, the accolades like that? You know, it was, it was an early suspicion. I've, I've been a cannabis consumer for a long time, uh, back before I had to choose what degree and field to pursue. And so it was definitely in the back of my mind once I kind of figured I wanted to do food science that, hey, uh, edibles are a thing now and that market's only going to get bigger. So that could be a cool spot to end up. And, and fortunately, it all worked out for me. I think it's pretty cool. I mean, that's some great foresight because, I mean, edibles are a big thing. They've always been a big thing. But, I mean, the edibles today are like, I mean, they were clearly created by a food scientist. I mean... Uh, they're not like your normal, like uh, like Grandma's brownies or Rice Krispie treats or, uh, you know, the chocolates and stuff. I mean, this is like some pretty sophisticated stuff. Yeah, the whole market's come a long way. And it's been really cool to see since I've, I've been out here in Colorado for a little over five years now. And, and just in the time that I've been here, how things have accelerated. Uh, and then obviously just seeing all these new markets open and, and all the interesting products that different companies are producing in different places. So it's, it's definitely a great time to be in the industry and, and also a great time to be a consumer. Well, speaking of consuming, uh, you did just, you know, spill the beans and said you were a cannabis consumer yourself. Uh, what do you like to consume? So <laughs> this may sound a little weird. I'm, I'm still a traditional flower smoker as, as my go-to, um, but I do definitely enjoy edibles, especially for post-workout recovery. Uh, definitely works great if you have a hangover after a long weekend uh, and just to generally relax and kind of unwind at the end of the day. So I'm, I'm a big fan of, of really all, all aspects and all approaches. I love the the extra two plugs you added there, like the post workout recovery. I've never really thought about that. I mean, I'm like I'm like an edibles at like nine o'clock at night, and I'm out by ten o'clock, you know. <laughs> but I've never thought about uh, post workout recovery with it. That's a pretty good idea. Yeah, it works. It works great. I know, uh, especially in the CBD side, a lot of people like like to take that approach. And, and for our products, since you can add it to anything, I'll normally throw in a little bit. 
uh, with my protein shake afterwards and oh, not even know that it's there. And unless it's THC and then I'll feel it a little <laughs> bit later, then I'll realize it's there. But uh, yeah, not, it's definitely one of my favorite approaches to, to use for. I like that. I know uh, Lucy and I are pretty familiar with your ripple, like the dissolvable powders and stuff, but that like takes it to a whole nother level. I've never even thought about mixing it in like a smoothie or a shake or anything. Yeah, I, th I think the beauty of the original Ripple product uh, is that you can add it to anything, whether it's beverages or food. And it's definitely been very cool just having social media interaction. And, and we've seen people put it in a wide variety of products. And it's always fun to see what people end up putting in. Yeah, so let's talk about that. You know, for most people, maybe in Colorado, they know what Ripple is. For us, we really love Ripple. Um, I've always been, I've always hosted cannabis-friendly parties where people don't normally consume alcohol. So what we've always done was use Ripple as like our drink. Sure. And that works really great. Uh, we even hosted our 50th uh, mm -hmm. episode. And it was funny, uh -huh. um, one of your colleagues who used to work with you, Nikki, she, oh, yeah, yeah. she had hooked us up with the products and she's like, are you sure you guys are okay? Like, do you need our help? Blah, blah, blah. And we're like, Nikki, dude, we're fine. Like, we're just going to throw it in the, the, the mix. It'll be okay. I swear at the end of the night, everybody was pretty turned up. Like, and we're like, it was just ripple, you know, uh, but mm -hmm. it definitely has an effect. So maybe can you tell us a little bit more about this innovative product and how it works, the science behind it all? Yeah, sure. So it's the base technology for us is, is obviously cannabinoids, whether it's THC, CBD, or even any of the minor cannabinoids uh, are naturally only fat soluble. So that's why obviously back before we had all of these fun products easily available, that's why weed butter was your, your typical way of approaching the products um, because the fat within butter will, will bind to the cannabinoids as you heat it up. And so for us, the, the whole pro process from the start was, all right, that's cool. And, and that's fun and all, but like, how do you make a beverage mm -hmm. or how do you make some of these other products that are, that are majority water? And so that was really the, the first hurdle to overcome and, and really still water started with, with the focus of having infused teas. Mm -hmm. And so that was the first problem to have to overcome is, is how do we get this so that you actually have the oil evenly dispersed throughout the entire tea and that you don't just have an oil slick with all the cannabinoids at the top. Um, and so we use actually a process called emulsification for all of our products to convert your fat loving uh, cannabinoids into water compatible or water soluble preparations. And so what, it, what that essentially means is taking your cannabis oil and using high pressure uh, processing or shear or mixing and breaking apart those fat droplets into extremely, extremely small fat droplets. And then you use different ingredients called emulsifiers to actually form a film around those fat droplets so that they don't just instantly recombine into a, into a thick fat layer. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of think of it as um, an easy kind of analogy is a vinaigrette salad dressing. Obviously, everyone's familiar that you have the separation of the oil and the water, and you can shake that right before you use it, and you kind of make a crude emulsion that, that works well enough for your instant use. And so what we essentially do is, is that on a much smaller level so that we're, we're taking those fat droplets and we're breaking them down, down to the nanometer size range and then stabilizing them at that size range. Um, so that when you take your ripple powder, for example, what you're essentially seeing as you've poured that into your water is you see this cloud form and, and end up fully dissolving into the water. And what that actually is, is really millions upon millions, maybe even billions of fat droplets that are being evenly dispersed through the water. So that's kind of the, the core technology behind all the products. And it's been really cool to uh, see all the different effects that has. So those fat droplets turn into powder? So we, we would dry it down into powder. And at that point, you're taking the film from the emulsifier around the fat droplets and you're making it into more of a crust, if you will, mm. where it's being dried out. And then when you add that powder back to water, it's rehydrating and those fat droplets are just being redispersed throughout the beverage. So that's why you'll see the cloudiness throughout the whole beverage is because the fat droplets will refract the light and that's what makes it look cloudy. 
I love that you guys started with teas too, because I feel like, you know, five, 10 years ago, uh, we, we tried some teas and I, I absolutely remember, or I can totally picture what you're talking about of like the oil just sitting on top of the tea. And I remember just like having to constantly just stir it back and, or thinking that, you know, I'm just going to suck down all this like tincture at the top <laughs> and then the rest is just going to be tea. So uh, yep. I, I think, you know, you guys absolutely kind of came in and, and solved like a very real problem of um, this stuff like does happen and, and the fat just kind of sits there and doesn't mix in. And then if that's like where your cannabis is at, then it's really hard to dose a product and figure out like consistent dosing if that's the case. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I think that's, that's part of the loyalty behind our consumers is, is that it's all about the consistent experience. If you only want a smaller dose, I mean, to begin with, we have the three different dosage options. So if you want to start very low and, and get a nice introduction to THC, a product that's only half a milligram THC at the low end with a lot of CBD added to kind of help counteract that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely the consistency. And like you mentioned, if you have any, you can add a tincture to a beverage and it's technically an infused beverage, but it's just, the oil is just going to sit on top because oil and water don't mix. So to your point at that, you're either going to get it all in one gulp, or you're going to sit there and do the salad dressing approach where you're shaking it constantly. <laughs> you're stirring aggressively to try to break that into smaller droplets, which will then slowly recombine anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely one of the key aspects of our products is ensuring a consistent and approachable experience to, to be a precise dose. Uh, so now that you were just talking about the tea, it reminded me that uh, when I very first started teaching cannabis yoga, that was one of the very first products that we showcased in our class with the teas, because you could just like dip them in your little cup and it was perfect. So that mm-hmm. was the same technology then as the Ripple? Yeah. So uh, our, our founders were kind of a little bit before the game with with the low dose, micro dose teas. Um, so that's where we started. And like I mentioned, we had to create the water soluble powder to really make that possible. And what we found is that the powder was actually ended up being the more valuable product than the tea itself. Um, so we kind of pivoted away and focused a bit more on that. Um, but those early teas were great too. So I do miss them to a certain degree also. Yeah, I know. That just made me all like warm and fuzzy inside. I was like, <laughs> oh, those teas, those were great. That's awesome. Cool. Well, speaking of, you know, in a, continuing with the innovation, now you guys have gummies and we got to try your gummies a couple of weeks ago. So tell us a little bit more about those. Yeah, sure. So so obviously gummies have been a dominant product in the market for every legal state from the very start. And so um, we were definitely curious. And as we watched, we wanted to figure out, all right, if we get in the gummy space, what makes us different? Why why would someone want a ripple gummy over a regular gummy? And and what we've realized um, even more so with a lot of the research we've done is is that these products, because of their water-soluble nature, actually are absorbed differently by your body. And so we felt like we could kind of come out with the first validated um, fast-acting gummy. And so what we've done since then with all of our products, including on, on the Caliper CBD side, is actually worked with Colorado State University to actually use human participants, have them try the products and, and take blood at the start and over different increments for up to four to six hours after ingestion. So you can really take and map the ingestion and the absorption profile of these products to one, make sure that it actually is absorbed faster than oil-based products. With all of these, we have a kind of a tincture as, as our oil-based control, if you will, to, to measure against. And we found that the products are absorbed significantly faster, as fast as 10 minutes is, is the earliest blood draw that we've done for any of the studies and notice a, a noticeable amount of THC and CBD at that point. And what we also saw is that the total amount that was absorbed by our body was significantly higher than the oil-based product as well. And we're definitely looking more into that and while it's harder to truly map the actual digestion pathway that a product takes once you've ingested it, the, the general theory and understanding is that by making a water compatible and making those extremely small fat droplets, um, by the time it go- gets to your small intestine, it's actually passively diffused through the small intestine. And so you can kind of miss a bit of the first pass metabolism mm-hmm. through the liver that 
most oil-based products are going to have to go through. And your liver is, is very good at filtering out things that your body isn't normally supposed to consume or doesn't normally consume. And unfortunately with cannabinoids, it's definitely been shown that, that the first pass metabolism for edibles, um, your body is not really receiving much of the actual dose you're consuming. And so we've definitely gotten feedback that from a lot of our consumers and through that research that our products also actually will hit you harder as well. Yeah. That's interesting. So a lot of those edibles too, doesn't it convert to like a different molecule within the liver or something? I mean, do you guys, yeah. do you guys have any of that? So we haven't, we haven't looked at that quite yet, but we're definitely very interested in that. Cause that will kind of help prove the theory that I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, and for THC, it's, it's commonly known that you, your Delta nine THC, the active component that people are familiar with getting you high, um, will typically be converted or at least a portion will be converted to Delta 11 THC. Mm -hmm which has a much longer half-life so it stays in your body much longer and it can also be a lot more intense and, and it's definitely mildly understood that can have a slightly different effect so it's more of a sedative effect mm -hmm. so it's great for sleep aid and all of that but because of the long half-life it's kind of what we feel is responsible for kind of the hangover that you can have from edibles the next morning i was about to and ask <laughs> yeah and so we're definitely excited to to learn more about that with our products by tracking those metabolites and measuring them during our next study to help understand, are we truly missing that? Are we are we not having as much converted to Delta Eleven like we think? Yeah, because I think that I think that would be a huge boon for the market, really. Because you know, when we started this, you're mentioning something for like post workout, whereas you know, a typical edible might put you to bed or might make you feel like super hungover because it is a little bit more intense. Um, and I, I could see that with your guys' stuff. It's just like the pure the pure feeling, the pure intoxication effect. I guess you're getting versus like. Uh, the drowsiness that may follow from like an edible. Um, but I mean, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the, of the, of the drowsiness unless like I'm planning for that, unless I'm like yep. 15 feet away from my bed. Um, <laughs> you know, if it's like six o'clock at night or something and Lucy, you'll prompt me like, let's take an edible. I'm like, I will be passed out by seven 30. That doesn't <laughs> sound very fun. Yeah. Now I'm in the same boat with you. So I feel you. Um, and, and I think that's definitely interesting. I, th I think generally speaking, we, we've learned a lot um, with all these markets coming online, but there's still so much more to learn. So that's something we're definitely trying to be an active participant and helping get this knowledge to the market as a whole, um, as well as just, just understanding these compounds better because there's still so much to know. I love that. Well, the one elf in the room that I'm pretty sure a lot of people are probably still sitting here scratching their head of like, how the heck did they get a, a study done with Colorado State University? I mean, is that just like, <laughs> probably not something that you would normally just do, I guess, with a cannabis company, just uh, seeing, you know, it's stigmatized and stuff. Um, how did that whole partnership come about? Was it pretty seamless? Yeah, sure. So that was definitely um, a lot of uh, knocking on different doors around the whole country, trying to figure out who would work with us in this way. Um, and especially on the THC side, there's a lot more hoops hoops to jump through in order to do that research in a controlled manner. And, and with any of this uh, academic research through university, the participants' safety is always the number one concern. So you have to kind of help justify that this is going to be a safe setup and that there's um, different things in place to help do that. But we definitely found a, a very great mutual partner in Colorado State University and that they were very interested in, in understanding the pharmacokinetics as a whole. Um, I'm normally not the one to make claims on we're the first or the only or anything like that. But it, but I, my loose understanding is that we are the only ones that have done pharmacokinetic studies on the bioavailability and absorption pathway for CBD and THC with human participants. Mm -hmm. There's definitely a lot of studies on mice and rats, um, but it's been extremely difficult to get approval from, from IRB for human studies. And we're definitely very grateful that we've been able to make that work for both THC and CBD now. I think that's pretty cool. I think that's really something that uh, you guys really have to pat yourself on the back for because it is something that's very contentious still today. And I know a lot of people are just still wanting more research. And so, I mean, even just the, 
you know, the follow-up questions that you guys are generating just based off your own product. I mean, that's some really interesting stuff to, you know, if there's a different pathway, uh, uh, you know, a metabolic pathway this is following. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that could be like big for the industry down the line where, you know, we're not all subject to the, to the same kind of edibles that we've experienced in the past. There could be just new experiences out there on the horizon if you can find new metabolic pathways and uh, new products. So that's big time. Yeah, definitely. We're super excited about it. And it's part of the, the fun aspect and work with Colorado State University is, is we normally have kind of a, um, we have, we have specific information we want to get out of the study and they typically have different information that they want to get out of the same study. So we spent a lot of time designing these studies up front to figure out, all right, so if you want to look at the effect on blood glucose levels with THC, for example, which is one of the things that they were looking at with one of our recent studies, how can we set up the study so that we get the results and information we're looking for while you can still probe this entirely new area that's also fascinating to learn about. Um, so it's been really cool with them. It's, it's interesting now that we've done a few with them, uh, they almost have more ideas on, on the next things that they want to look at than <laughs> us. Um, so it's, it's very exciting to continue to kind of design and, and set up these new studies and, and as well as um, have the, the backing by our leadership team to, to put the money up to, to conduct these studies because they're obviously not cheap by any means. Um, so I'm very grateful to, to work for a company that, that really values and is willing to put their, their money where their mouth is on stuff like that. No, I think that makes sense. I myself actually used to do some cannabis research at uh, Colorado State University Pueblo, uh, the, the, sister, oh, okay. the sister one, and I helped start up the Institute of Cannabis Research while I was there. And a lot of the questions that came up in the first couple of years were uh, questions surrounding consistency of dose and um, everybody just trying to figure out consistency of dose, you know, and a lot of these researchers were having a hard time even setting up research studies because of, uh, you know, a lack of like a standardized or consistent dose with products. And so I, I'm sure that, you know, CSU is probably stoked that somebody like you who's addressed the consistency uh, of dose from the start in, in a, cons- uh, you know, a consistent manner of, uh, of you know, uh, giving the product to consumers, I'm sure that probably makes it easier for them to research versus like something like uh, like a straight flower alone is very hard to standardize across the board uh, and kind of distribute to people too. So, Yeah, definitely. It works very well in that regard since, since we can essentially prep a beverage for them or prep a sample and that they have everything fully dosed out in advance. We provide C of A and testing results that we can ensure we're um, providing maximum possible security and safety from contamination perspective, obviously heavy metals, residual solvents. Uh, well, speaking of consistent dosage, I know your guys' gummies are only five milligrams, which is great for us. Uh, did you guys have a lot of research, like consumer research behind that decision? Because I know a lot of things on the market are typically 10 milligrams. Yeah, sure. So our approach with that is let's give people the option. We still want to have 100 milligrams THC in the final package because obviously a lot of people are, are paying for price per milligram THC, for example. Uh, so we wanted to make sure we still had the, the amount of THC people wanted, but give them the option that this is a smaller dose. So if you only want to take one gummy, that's all you can do. Or that's all you have to do. And so that's worked very well on, on those products. And we actually do have some lower dose gummies as well. Um, just uh, a little bit harder to find those based on the dispensaries, really. Hmm. Well, that's great, though. I love it because I know for us, I mean, five milligrams is perfect for me. Ten like takes me over the edge and I'm having a party, you know, on a Friday night. <laughs> Uh, but it's cool because I felt comfortable giving them to my mom or we gave them to Jared's uncle who is elderly and we felt comfortable just giving them those products, you know? So I think that it's a really great option to have for consumers. Yeah, I definitely appreciate it. The, the whole kind of founding of the company was actually from our CEO wanting to help his grandma with some of the ailments and, and health issues that she was dealing with and had never consumed cannabis in her life and was obviously very nervous too. 
and trying to get a brownie or a cookie or some of those early products back in the day and cut it up in a small enough increment mm -hmm. and hope that the consistency was good enough for that to be accurate uh, was just not going to cut it. So, so that's actually part of the reason why he chose to found this company. I think that's awesome. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, that was like a nail in the head with my uncle is I would probably give him edible before, but I, I would have to tell him like, make sure to bite it in half or something. And I was like, I don't really want to. He loves his cookies. So that <laughs> yeah. wasn't going to work. I know. I'm like, how tempting. Like, I wouldn't <laughs> want to just eat an edible in half and then set it down and stare at it. You know, I think. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think having the five milligram option, it's like you can eat a five milligram and then an hour later, if you're not feeling something, you could take another one and you're not going to mm -hmm. like send yourself over the edge. It's like super safe. Uh, you could dose consistently. And then also, I mean, you could try like multiple flavors at once besides just being stuck with like one thing at night. Because I know you guys, what did you guys launch? Like five flavors or something? <laughs> yeah, we just added five new gummy flavors. Um, so there's a lot there. And, and to kind of feed what you just mentioned and having options is, is we do have a sour variety pack, which has three different sour flavors. Um, so that you can get all of that in one package versus having to buy multiple packages as well. Yeah. Why don't you speak a little bit on your flavoring? Because I know that's a little bit unique as well for the gummies. Yeah, sure. So the, the gummies, um, I could, I could list off the flavors if you want. I, my personal favorite is, is the sour green apple, which is included in that, that sour variety pack. The sour watermelon has definitely been a crowd favorite to me. It tastes just like a, a watermelon Jolly Rancher, just a little bit more sour. So I think that's probably why that's been a popular one. Um, we also have kiwi, kiwi apple, um, peach cherry, and the original three gummies was blood orange for the five milligrams THC. We also have green tea mango for the two and a half milligram CBD, two and a half milligram THC. So that's actually my personal favorite because you can get away with eating more of them because of the lower dose. <laughs> uh, and then we also have a honey lavender uh, gummy, which is I think 0.25 milligrams THC and then uh, 10 milligrams CBD. So a much higher CBD dose. Mm, yum. <laughs> but the flavor projects are, are always a good time. Um, it's, it's fun as a scientist to kind of mix different flavors together and, and see if sometimes they work exactly like you want them to. And other times you're like, these tasted so good by themselves. Why do they not taste great together? <laughs> um, so it can be very enjoyable, but also frustrating, but it's definitely fun to work on. I feel you there. I mean, I mean, the other battle you guys have, and I, under, I understand this just from our, our tasting we did with you, but you guys also have to kind of mask the, the taste of cannabis. It's, it's like a bit bitter. I mean, everybody's familiar with the taste of cannabis, I guess, but I'm sure that kind of adds a whole wrinkle to the mix of trying to combine it with other flavors. Yeah, definitely. And, and fortunately, we have a pretty good, good supply chain for THC here in Colorado. So that makes the THC off notes a little bit more minimal to have to deal with. Uh, but CBD is just inherently bitter. And so that's those are really the more challenging products for us to work on from a flavor perspective. Um, and like you mentioned, some flavors work really well at covering bitterness. I know I, I definitely enjoy a nice little mint to help cover that up a little bit or a little bit of spiciness. So you can kind of cheat a little bit with that. Uh, but the reality is just certain flavors work better with, with uh, bitterness than others. I think uh, the amount of grapefruit flavored cannabis products or CBD products really speaks to that because people associate <laughs> grapefruit flavors with being bitter because grapefruits mm -hmm. are bitter. So that's in the flavor science perspective. When, when we're thinking about flavors, that's kind of how we think about things. If this product's already bitter to begin with, and it's already associated with bitterness, having a little bit of bitterness from the CBD can actually be a good thing. Mm -hmm. So if you want to make like a coffee flavored product. Mm. Um, so speaking of, so the Caliper brand, do you guys have like, like, like Ripple and gummies and all of that just CBD based? Yeah, sure. So on the Caliper side, we have our regular Caliper powder is essentially the exact same as regular, regular Ripple. So unflavored, unsweetened can be added to any beverage or food product. So we've kind of taken our, our uh, lessons from the Ripple side and applied them to that side. And then we have, 
instead of the quick sticks for Ripple quick sticks, which are more of a pixie stick type product that you pour directly in your mouth. Um, we have what we call caliper swift sticks. So a slightly different name, but the same approach of, of again, just making a nice portable and easy to dose solution for on the go. That's pretty cool. Uh, and then that caliper stuff, I mean, it's CBD. So people nationwide can, can kind of start enjoying that now, right? Yeah, definitely. So that's, that's the big difference for any of your listeners that are out of Colorado is you can definitely buy caliper from our website, caliper.life. Um, and those products, it's, it's, it's cool to see the differences between the two. It's, it's interesting from a development perspective because when we launch stuff just in the Colorado market here for THC, you're kind of looking at the demographics for Colorado specifically. And then obviously with the national launch with CBD and, and really even potentially international, you have to kind of put a different hat on and think about flavor profiles and, and product uh, dosages a little bit differently. So that's, that's been cool to kind of have to play both sides. Yeah, that is interesting. I know, there's, there's like a lot more that goes into this than, I mean, I even realize, and I'm sure our listeners even realize. I mean, you almost do need like a food scientist, somebody just to st- <laughs> sit down and kind of work through all of these questions that come up. Yeah, it, def- it definitely helps to have that background. And I know our, the tagline our, our CEO, Justin, always likes to use is that we're, we're a food company that happens to specialize in cannabinoids mm-hmm. versus a cannabis company that's trying to make food products because um, there's obviously a lot of that in the industry. And, and it really speaks to the way we approach the products as a whole is we definitely take general food trends from the regular food industry as well as looking at specific trends within the cannabis or CBD industry and trying to mix both worlds together. And then obviously having that technical understanding to make it happen uh, makes our lives a lot less stressful. <laughs> so what's one interesting thing that you've learned through this whole process working both cannabis and food science? Um, I think one of the biggest realities is just how little we actually know, not only about how to make these type of food products, but obviously their effect once we've consumed them. Um, and that was one of the biggest reasons and motivating factors for me to switch over from the traditional food industry is is how often do you get the chance to be at the start of a completely new industry um, with these chemical compounds that are clearly very valuable and very interesting for a variety of reasons, whether it's for recreational or medical reasons, um, and to help generate some of the kind of uh, research that that will help move the industry forward. It's just been very empowering and, and uh, very motivating. Well, I can see that. And I think, uh, you know, you're going to be a main place going ahead because there's still, like you said, a lot to learn and a lot that we're going to figure out and you guys are going to figure out in a year from now. Um, and I think that's great for the market as it continues to shape up. And I kind of had a question here of like, um, do you see your gummies becoming more, more of a thing as, you know, as new consumers continue to kind of come into market? I'm sure, you know, we all talk, we're all cannabis smokers, but uh, I feel like we're getting into this area where a lot of the new consumers and a lot of the markets that are opening aren't just um, kind of legacy smokers. They're just new people to the market that want to try something new. And uh, I don't know if, you know, uh, like flour would be an entry point to cannabis. <laughs> Yeah, sure. So it's, it's been interesting to watch that develop. Obviously, on the THC side for edibles, gummies have been the entry point for most people. It's also the most widely available product. Um, whereas in the early days for CBD, tinctures were really the only option and, and the strong option for a long time. And it's been interesting to see how, how quickly tinctures have fallen to the wayside on the CBD side. And either people now that have switched to gummies or beverages or a variety, variety of other products, even topicals and, and things that aren't even ingestibles. Um, and I'm curious to see how long it takes for or whether gummies ever get kind of unseated as, as the king option for the THC side. I'm only betting that, that beverages will end up having a, a bigger share on both sides eventually, um, but I think it's going to take time for people to get used to that. And I think part of that is, is just because people are so used to getting an effect or, or being intoxicated from a beverage. Obviously, it's a lot more similar to an alcohol-type consumption experience 
and especially in a social environment. So I, I am definitely hopeful for beverages in the long term, um, but curious to see if, if that actually comes to fruition or not. So will we ever see Ripple go beyond just the dissolvable powder on the beverage side? That's a great question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would I would love to say yes, because I would love to work on that if I got it as a project. Um, I, I don't know that we'll ever go that route necessarily, but we'll, we'll see, I guess. That's the best answer I give you. Stay tuned. <laughs> but I, lo- yeah. I love it either way, though, because I think you guys are uniquely positioned, too, because it is cool that you guys started with a beverage and then found essentially what's probably more of like the socially more acceptable way of like creating beverages these days. I mean, we have like so many mix in products at the store now. Uh, I mean, we all, you know, our demographic, our age group kind of grew up with this idea of like mixing stuff where, I mean, they used to have like Gatorade and stuff. You just mix in with a bottle of water and uh, they got teas and they even got like the emergency, like, uh, (laughs) like for a a cold or a cough or something you can mix in with water now. And uh, I think kind of what you guys are doing with the mix and powder, it's really like, uh, unique and in, in like the utility there with anything is is so vast that um, I think people were mentioning on the tasting that they were putting it on food and like cooking with it and making different things and I was mind blown. I think that's so cool. Yeah, I think the culinary aspect's been really cool to see, and I think something you'll see more traction as more markets open up and really just as regulations relax a little bit. Obviously, like potentially having social consumption lounges come come to Denver here shows progress in that regard. But I think eventually you'll, you'll be able to go get a fine dining experience um, where everything is carefully dosed to have cannabis and different things. Obviously, you can kind of do that at a private level right now if you can afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I hope that I see Ripple kind of taking the lead on that in the future and that that becomes the, the go-to choice for, for fine chefs or even home chefs that just want to make something cool at home. When it's so incognito, like that's one of those <laughs> things where I just keep in my purse and like nobody really knows what you've got. So right. if you can't smoke or vape or anything <laughs> like that, you can just little have your Ripple product and nobody even knows. Right. Think about like as, as a, like a younger, like a younger us just trying to like sneak into a concert with either weed or a pipe or like the beer or something. <laughs> and now you can just like slip like a Ripple uh, packet or a quick stick or something like in your pocket. And nobody even knows. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I'm like, man, my life would have been so much easier back then. Uh, a lot less stressful. <laughs> for sure <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's for so sure funny. man i used to stuff dupe tubes in my shoes and get them. <laughs> yeah just to get into a concert or something right <laughs> and nowadays you go and some kid just pulls out a vape and you're like man that's you don't even have to have a lighter like you wow <laughs> you don't even know what it's like <laughs> you're not you're not you're not hiding from the wind to be able to light this <laughs> yeah right yeah you guys are so privileged nowadays man oh my gosh i know i was just thinking that's like one of my go-to for red rocks like i'll just bring it and put it in my pop or whatever and i got an insta drink yeah, definitely. It works great for that. I love it, man. <laughs> well, this has been a lot of fun. I think it's been really enlightening. And uh, I mean, we can't wait to see kind of you guys continue to grow and expand across the U.S. and and kind of watch uh, your new innovative products that just keep coming out. I think you guys are doing wonderful work for our industry and and really helping to uh, to solve some of these major problems that still face the industry, like consistency and dosage. So uh, thank you. Yeah, definitely. Really appreciate that. And since you did mention the expansion word, I'll, I'll Give a shout out to your listeners that they do know we are expanding into Michigan for the THC market. So that will be happening later this year. I'm sure there'll be other states falling behind that. Um, and if you have any listeners up in Canada, you can also get Ripple through the Green Organic Dutchman, who's licensed to produce yeah. our product up cool. there. And Caliper, like I mentioned earlier, is available nationwide. So feel free to hop on our website for any CBD products. Dope. Well, Drew, we have one final question. Uh, we are the Lit and Lucid podcast. So are you lit or are you lucid? <sighs> Uh, I, I'd like to say lucid. I'm going to go with lucid. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. I love it. We Keep haven't it had real. a lucid in a while. I'll take it. Yeah, we've been pretty lit this season, so we'll take I it. Mean, you, you caught me on a work day. It's not quite late <laughs> enough to do that yet. Oh, I 
Love it. All right, Drew. Well, uh, I don't know. I think I've got a gummy on the call in my name. So I think Jared and I are going to go eat a gummy. We appreciate you hanging out with us and everything that you're doing. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. They're really, yeah. Those peach, cherry, or cherry peach gummies are like, <laughs> they're not going to last very long. <laughs> <laughs> cool. uh, All right, you guys. With that, I'm Lit. I'm Lucid. And that's it. Laters. Laters.